Okay, depth chart be danged. I know we didn't get one, but we here at Locked On Bama are calling our shot. Jalen Milrow is QB1. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. I'll tell you about Game Time in just a bit. Jimmy, we're calling our shot here at Locked on Bama. Not really going out on a limb, but we're saying Jalen Milrow will be QB1, despite the fact that one of your cohorts at oh, on wow. three thought he'd only have 297 yards passing for the year. I know we figured out that was a typo, but uh, still kind of funny. Um, I'm – I'm just on the Mill Road train right now. If anybody besides Jalen Mill Road takes the first snap Saturday, I right now will be shocked. Yeah, I was asked this morning uh, on a radio show out of Dothan. Uh, they asked, Lance asked me, what is the best case scenario for Alabama quarterback? I mean, what, 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 what should Alabama fans hope for? I thought the answer was really easy, Luke, and it's based really on, on, on what, what we're saying here on the show this morning. The best case scenario is that Jalen Milrose starts the game against Middle Tennessee, and he's so good they never take him out. And by never take him out, I mean all 15 games, maybe 14, maybe 13. But that's the best case scenario, right? I mean, the first guy on the field is so good, they just don't take him off the field. Uh, now, how realistic is that? Uh, now, that's, that's why we have, you know, podcasts and message boards and sound offs and letters to the editor. <laughs> I mean, this is why – we, uh, we love talking about sports because we're all trying to predict or guess how it's going to play out. Uh, just because that's the best case scenario doesn't mean that's what's even likely to happen. But it is the best case scenario. And look, I'm excited about Jalen. Um, a lot of things to be excited about. This was a top 10 quarterback nationally when he came out of high school in Houston, Texas. A lot of people forget, ironically, he was committed to the Texas Longhorns uh, when he was early in his high school career. Uh, I think at Katy High School near Houston, Texas, uh, Jalen uh, was committed to Texas and Alabama had to work to flip him. And they eventually did flip him to Alabama. And it's weird that Jalen's third start might be against those Texas Longhorns he was committed to. Uh, we've seen him play and there's a lot of good there. I know people focus on the bad because I guess that's where we're at uh, in the world in 2023. But uh, this is a big, strong kid. He's tremendously fast. When I say he's fast, he's a candidate as the fastest player on the whole football team, which is amazing because we have a team built on speed and we have some outside receivers that can fly, like Isaiah Bond and Malik Benson. And we got corners that can really run. Jalen Milrow might be the fastest player on this football team, even at 225 pounds. Uh, tremendously big kid, works really hard in the weight room, loves that end of it, very strong. He also has outstanding intangibles off the field for people that don't know his personality. He's an honor student. He has represented the University of Alabama uh, at the SEC office in the past over student athlete issues. Uh, he speaks intelligently on those things. He is a leader and is well liked on the football team, as everybody knows by now. He got all the receivers together for their month off. They get the month off of May, and he got his wide receivers together, and they all traveled in mass. Uh, and spent their uh, their month off working, training in uh, in Orlando. So this is a leader, well-liked, smart kid, works hard. 
uh, he's just kind of been a developmental guy quarterback, meaning, uh, you know, as a passer, it was always going to take some time. It does for most. Uh, that's why I've often compared him to Hurts. There's a lot of similarities between Jalen Hurts, a quarterback from Houston, Texas, and Jalen Milrow, a quarterback from Houston, Texas. They're, they're, they're very similar kids in so many ways. And the thing about Hurts is Hurts was better as a sophomore than he was as a freshman. He was better as a junior than he was as a senior, as better as a senior than he was as a junior. Now he's better in the NFL than he was in college. Uh, we need to hope that Jalen Milrow travels a similar path and be patient while he gets there uh, because, you know, for a lot of these kids, they're, they're not all Bryce. They're not all Tua. They don't all just fall out of the womb this great. Uh, most of them are developmental. And when I say most of them, I'm talking about over half of the starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, majority. I mean, most kids aren't like Bryce and Tua. We're just real blessed to have those guys. Uh, most kids have to work at it really hard and improve year after year after year. I think Milrow can be one of those guys. I love how you were able to uh, discount childbirth in the middle of that. Just they just fall yeah. out of the womb. Like nobody has to push or you know no. scream in agony. <laughs> um, no. Look, look at this specimen right here, Jimmy. Look at that beautiful human being. Not me. I need to move out of the way. Look at look at that. Look at that human being right there. He doesn't even. He should get to play with just the beats on, not even a helmet. I mean, Jalen Milrow is a specimen's specimen. If there was a planet full of physical specimens, they would say, "God, I wish we could look like Jalen Milrow one day." I mean, yeah, you he, don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of quarterbacks who are first off the bus guys. You know, I mean, you always want the the baddest looking dude you got on the team to get off the bus first. And I'm just kidding. I mean, Alabama under Nick Saban, we got a bunch of candidates for that. But it is funny that Milrow's kind of one of those first off the bus guys. He gets off the bus oh, yeah. and you're like, holy moly, how are we going to get that pass rusher blocked? Uh, and he outran the bus there. That's yeah. look, I'm, I'm just I, I'm I'm pushing my chips in. I'm going all in on Milrow right now, and uh, I'm just I, I'm going all in now. What I've got, I've got Queen King suited spades. Looking at Jack ten of spades and a two of diamonds on the board, and I'm going all in because I got a shot at a royal flush. And I got a are, shot at just a regular flush. Are you going to be patient through the errors? I mean, there's going to be errors. You got to be, if you're going all in, you got to say, hey, uh, the road's going to be a little bumpy, particularly early. And you got to live through the bumps, you know, and, and, and hope that there's fewer bumps as, as you get down the road. Uh, and that's what I think will be the case. Uh, and he's a playmaker. Hey, you know, two interceptions is bad, but it's not when you also account for six touchdowns. And, and he can do that. We've pointed out on the show, whenever we talk about Jalen multiple times, you know, Dak Prescott led the NFL in interceptions a year ago. Yeah, he gets his team to the playoffs. Josh Allen was second through the second most interceptions in the NFL last year. Josh Allen and the Bills are a Super Bowl contender uh, because Josh Allen and Dak Prescott, they make plays on the other end. Yeah, they, they might throw too many interceptions, but they're also going to make a lot of plays. So, so Milrow does have that ability to overcome it by making plays. Uh, and, and we'll see how it goes. What I'm curious Saturday, Luke, I think you figured it out. That's right. I mean, Milrow's going to start. Is the leash going to be long? Is there going to be a set rotation? For all we know, Tommy Reese and Nick Saban have decided, all right, no matter what happens, the next guy's coming in on the fourth series of the game, whenever that is. He's coming in the fourth series. No matter whether it's been three touchdowns or three picks, the next guy's coming in on the fourth. Oh. And, and they set up something like that. 
Uh, are they going to rotate? Or is it just Milrow's job until Milrow loses the job? Far be it from me to criticize the GOAT, but I, if Milrow is kicking chicken to begin with, let's stick with Milrow. And, and let's, let's build up the confidence. Let's build up the ego. If he throws three picks in a row, let's put somebody else in. Let, let, I mean, I, I think this is easy, but um, – They're not going to ask me, but that's what I would do. My, my, my opinion, if Coach Saban wants to know it, you know, he probably – you know, of course he of course he does. But if Coach Saban wants to know my opinion, my opinion is Jalen Milrose the quarterback until you have to take him out because he's played badly for too long. Uh, to me, it's just Milrose's job. I, that's the way I would look at it. Uh, I, I wouldn't rotate or take a look at other guys. He's been the best guy in practice then he's going to be the best guy in the game. So you're just going to have to live through a couple of errors. But uh, if the errors start stacking up and now you don't, now you're losing your chance to win a game, whether it's MTSU or whether it's Texas, then you make the change. But I, I stick with Milrow until he quote loses the job. Jimmy, I want to tell everybody a quick story first. Uh, yesterday I was in the Atlanta airport, had several delays. Thanks Delta. Um, and our new sponsor is Delta. Dang it. Um, no. Um, so we had several delays. I was in the Atlanta airport. I had my, my, my earbuds in and I'm listening to something and I, I'm walking and I hear somebody go, you know, it sounded like, and I, and I said, it kind of sounded like somebody said that's locked on Bama. So I whipped around. Cause I was like, there's no way somebody said that though. And there was this wonderful couple, uh, super nice dude. Kenny C, I won't say your last name. Um, he couldn't have been any nicer. He was like, man, I, I watch you on YouTube. And I said, he said, you're locked on Bama. I said, well, I appreciate that. He said, well, how's Jimmy doing? I was like, dang it, you don't even know my name. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, he was super nice, and that was his first question. He was like, who's going to win the job? And I said, man, I, I mean, I think it's going to be Milro. That's kind of what made me decide I'm going to be definitive in my Milro-isms right now. Jimmy. I need to tell everybody about game time right now. Look, if you've ever been stressed out about getting tickets, it, don't be anymore. Go to game time. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way, the fast and easy way to get tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. And look, if you, uh, there we go. That's it's your game time app. There it is right there. And I don't know if you can see it, but you could get a Auburn football for Massachusetts game. You can get in for $2 on game time. You can get in for $2. And if you give them $4, they'll give you six tickets. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Go to game time. Uh, they've got flash deals and last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. I promise you I've used this app before. It is awesome. Game time is where you want to go. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. That is super cool. $20 off your first purchase. You could get 10 tickets to the Auburn, Massachusetts game. Uh, Locked On College is the code you want to use in the Game Time app. Jimmy, uh, okay. UMass beat New Mexico State this past weekend. It was a big upset. New Mexico State favored yeah. to win, lost to Auburn opponent UMass. That's that's well. Here's the other thing. I think I'm I'm pretty sure Auburn plays New Mexico State later in the year too. So it didn't really matter. Um, now here's this is football season. Thank you for being back. 
um, I love this time of year because it's the only time of year I can really read AL.com because they have articles that aren't just Joseph Goodman crapping all over everything Alabama. So um, they have articles like SEC by the numbers. And it just it, it's usually got these really interesting numbers about the SEC for that week or the season or whatever. Uh, this particular one talks about how zero programs have won three national championships in a row during the poll era. Of course, you know, Alabama has had its opportunities, but hadn't won three in a row. Um, it talks about two SEC teams have new coaches, of course, uh, Brian Harson and then Guy Incognito at Mississippi State. <laughs> What it was Zach Arnett? I'm sorry. I can't get over the fact that like people just can't remember who's there. Um, here's the one that starts to stand out to me. Two SEC players have scored more points than Alabama's Will Reichert. I did I'm a fool. I didn't know this. I didn't know Will Reichert was third on the all-time scoring list in the SEC. Do you know who number one and number two are? Are they both kickers? Yes. I don't. Uh, I, I would. Is one of them uh, that York kid at LSU? No. But Butler from, Butler from Georgia? No. I'm going to stop you there because this could go on for a while. Uh, no, well, Daniel Carson. Daniel Carson holds the record 480 points. Will Reichert has 426. And Rodrigo Blankenship, who we all remember, Captain Rex Bex, has 440. <laughs> points. Uh, yeah, I met Blankenship at the Senior Bowl. He's a really nice guy. I, I've, I've wondered, is Rodrigo Blankenship and and the head coach of the Dolphins the same guy? They could be. <laughs> and like that, he's like Superman. His only disguise is glasses. <laughs> um, but Daniel uh, Carlson was one heck of a, I hate giving Auburn yeah. a lot of credit here, a locked on Bama, but Daniel Carlson he was, also. was one heck of a kicker. And, and Will Reichard for, for, for Will Reichard to be breaking a Daniel Carlson record is impressive because that dude is freaking good. He's freaking good now. He's one of the best to me. He kicked a 62-yarder this past weekend. The Carlson the Carlson should have been at Alabama. We screwed that up. I think up. draft it tonight, and it won't be a win for me unless I'm walking out of there with Daniel Carlson as my kicker. <laughs> um, now, uh, Six uh, six players have led the SEC in rushing in consecutive seasons. Quinshawn Judkins, of course, from the state of Alabama, could do that. Johnny Musso did it in 70 and 71. Um, how about this one? 16 seasons since Alabama lost to a team that finished the season with a losing record, the longest such streak in the nation. Do you remember who it was that Alabama lost to the last time that that team had a losing record? Probably Mississippi State. It was, but in 06, not 07, Saban's first year. It was 06. Wow. So it was Mississippi State in 06. So Louisiana Monroe in 07, when they beat Alabama, actually had a winning record. That was a winning team. I guess guess so. I mean, according to this. um, Louisiana Monroe doesn't have a lot of winning seasons. Here's some other things that are just just awesome. Again, I, I love this stuff. I think this is so cool. The tied streak of 15 seasons with at least 10 victories is the longest major college hit in history. Alabama's 56 consecutive victories in non-conference regular season games is the longest streak in the nation during the SEC era. The Tide has played 127 games since it most recently lost two in a row, has won 28 consecutive September games, and has scored at least 30 points in seven straight games. The latter is tied with Penn State for the longest active streak in the nation. 
that's incredible stuff. And, you know, look, I'm not a Bill O'Brien apologist, but it's that's pretty cool that we scored 30 points in the last seven games or more. I say it all the time, and people look at me like that, that they try to twist themselves into an opinion that matches up. But while Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator at Alabama, no college football team scored more points than Alabama. No one scored more than Alabama while Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator. And that, I'm not saying that we should have fought to keep him or paid him a billion dollars. None of I'm not arguing any of that. I'm just saying he didn't st- – how can you say that the offensive coordinator that scores the most points is terrible? That's um, the first part of the job. It's the number one part of the job, score. He did it better than anybody, and and most Alabama fans don't don't like him. Um, one other thing that I thought about with all those numbers I threw out, there are a couple of those streaks that could be broken when you consider if Texas comes in here and wins. You know, Alabama's home winning streak, which we hadn't lost at home since LSU in nineteen, uh, the September game winning streak, the non conference game winning streak. I mean, all of those things could be broken uh, with one game in September. So, I mean, it just makes it even more huge for me. Um, anyway, I, I just love this By the Numbers article, and I appreciate AL.com putting it out. All right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some changes to Alabama's game day. And we're back. Um, if you've ever wondered why I got to do that pause is so I know where to put the ad in the podcast part, but you probably didn't care, but I just like throwing little tidbits of information your way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. These are game day changes coming for Alabama. If you're not familiar, uh, right. Denny stadium field upgrade. Of course we all knew about that. Look, I, I've been the first one to say when it comes November, I'm not sure if Bryant Denny stadium is a football field or beach volleyball. It looks like just nothing but uh, the white sands of Destin out there half the time. Um, but it looks like now we've got a field that's going to be able to hold up. This is from an article. The field at Brighton Indy Stadium was completely reconstructed, adding a new sub-air system with natural grass and synthetic turf aprons. The system includes vacuum-assisted drainage and heat, heated air capabilities in addition to various sensors that will measure things like moisture and temperature. They say will help the stadium's ground crew manage the surface. All right, that's wonderful. I mean, quickly, we can't go much into each one of these, but what do you think about the new turf? Um, I mean, I'm excited to try something new. Really cool that they've gone with something similar to what they used at Augusta National Golf Club and uh, similar to what they use it for the Miami Dolphins, I understand that, that it's the same system and the same grass they use uh, for the Dolphins. And when Alabama's played there, it is noticeable to me. Uh, the, the two or three times I've walked into that stadium where the Dolphins play, I'm blown away by how nice the grass looks. Uh, that's something I, I literally remember. So I'm excited that we're going to have it here. And uh, I walked by the stadium this morning and, and to peek in and saw the grass, and, and it looks fantastic. Fans can now purchase behind-the-scenes locker room tours on Fridays before home games for $25 a person. Alabama ticketing went fully paperless during the COVID-2020 year, and now UA fans can buy a souvenir-printed game ticket. They're $15 each. And you can that you can acquire about this at Alabama – excuse me, at Crimson Tide Access Program, whatever that is. Um, 
I love this because I'm going to tell you something. I hate I, the last national championship game in Indianapolis. I went to, I didn't get a ticket. It was all paperless. And I'm like, I want a ticket. I mean, yeah. I have this whole thing of tickets. I love my tickets. I hate that I don't have tickets anymore. So I'm, if I'm hoping that this souvenir printed ticket thing goes back, I'm going to do some research on it and find out. This, this part kind of stinks though. I'm with you, by the way, I miss tickets. I like tickets and I know I'm an old man waving my fist at the clouds. I know, but I do miss tickets and I like tickets, but here's the irony. So I paid a hundred bucks so I can, for my ticket so I can get in. I can now get a souvenir ticket that you're going to charge me 15 more dollars. I've already bought the ticket for a hundred bucks to get in. Now I got to pay another $15 to get a ticket that doesn't get me in. That's kind of a weird thing, but okay. Yeah. I, Just keep So, I mean, really what it's saying is if you want a ticket, the your price for going to the Tennessee game is probably like 150 bucks instead of 135, whatever, if you just have a um, shaker bins. I like this idea. There's some yeah, folks that don't like shakers, but they think it's, you know, beneath Alabama. I wish we had more shakers out there. I think it's yeah. cool. It's Fans will find shaker bins throughout the concourses at Brighton Any Stadium, allowing them to pick up complimentary shaker upon entry to use for the game. And you can return it on the way out. This is awesome. I just hope they spray that thing down with Lysol. Um, the only thing I don't like about shakers is if somebody spills a drink on them or whatever, and then they start shaking it and you get bourbon and Coke all over you. Jokes on them. I was probably already drinking bourbon and Coke. You know, how we, when I was a college kid, we would uh, sneak, when I was a college kid, we would sneak uh, liquor in the games by taping miniatures to the stick of the shaker. So like you'd walk in and, while security's checking you and you're holding the shaker up, you know, and the, 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 the miniatures are taped to the stick up and hidden by the, uh, the shaker. What we used to do was whoever our date was, uh, tape it to the inside of their thigh. I mean, they did the taping, but I mean, yeah, because like of course that, that worked. <laughs> Plus that was, that was always, that's always so much more adventurous. Um, uh, and finally, Honorary Captain Autographs. I'm thinking of taking games. the next step with Luke. That's what they said at the slot. I'm thinking of taking the next step with Luke. I'm letting him tape the bourbon to my thigh this weekend. Uh, oh, I will neither confirm nor deny that I've done that before to somebody. In fact, I changed my mind. I will confirm it. Uh, honorary Captain Autograph Sessions. For home games, honorary captains will sign autographs at the Bryant Museum starting five hours before kickoff. They will then move to the authentic Alabama Player Merchandise Store located at Gate 34 on the south end of Bryant-Denny for another autograph session. Okay, here's where I'm eh, – I want my guys concentrating on Texas. No, no, uh, honorary captains. Oh, honorary captains. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, I not, that up. it's not Dallas – hey, you can find Dallas Turner and Kool-Aid outside the stadium signing – 20 minutes. I swear, I swear that's it. I just skipped over the honorary report. And like in my defense, this is the first time I'm reading this. So no, it's funny because the, 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 the idea that it was the other way is real. Is, I was like, funny. you know, I mean, like I had this vision of Kool-Aid sitting there signing autographs and Saban's like, we got 15 minutes till kickoff. Exactly. He's like, yeah, but I'm making bukus of money, yo. You know, I mean, I, and I wouldn't blame him. Mr. Milrow, will you take this picture with my kid? I uh, kick off in like two minutes. Yeah, like Milrow's like, he's putting on his pads, like trying to take a picture with a kid. Um, 
God, I, I, all that being said, I really do want Kool-Aid McKinstry's autograph. So. <laughs> you can, you can get it in today's NIL world. If you bring <laughs> as much money as you bring for your ticket into the game, but I uh, spent all my money on souvenir tickets. Will he sign <laughs> those? Um, okay. That's, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Hey, Kenny, Appreciate you, bro. Thanks for watching. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more. Till then, roll time. Roll time.